Hello and welcome to Star Signal, episode 78. I'm Chris Whiskey. I'm Colby the Viking. And I'm John Executive. Now Colby's back. We haven't seen him in a while. Well, we haven't seen him, many of us, in a while. We've been pretty slow lately, but Colby, what you been up to? Uh, I've just been crazy with work stuff, uh, getting ready for our event this year, and so working a lot, talking about video games, playing video games, preparing to talk about video games, preparing to play video games on a very large scale, so I have not actually personally played many video games recently. <laughs> so what, what, what kind of events are you looking at at your convention? Uh, we'll have large-scale competitive turn, like invitational-style tournaments with, you know, five-figure prize pools and all the kind of fun stuff. For um, what games? The big ones this year are uh, CSGO, Counter-Strike okay. Global Offensive. Yep. Um, and so that's our biggest tournament um, and, well, biggest computer game tournament. And we're having two um, Super IQs, which are large magic tournaments, like 300-plus people each. Right. Okay. Um, and those are what we'll two days of that. One, the first day will be standard. The next day will be modern. So, and then those are different formats. If people correct. are wondering, I'm sorry. I, I just one's for old cards. Everybody one's, knows. one's for new cards. Yeah, they're both for fairly new cards. But yeah, well, it'll be fun. And then we're gonna have a lot of like casual tournaments where you can win like T-shirts and prize wall stuff. Um, for Overwatch, Hearthstone, Rocket League, Rock Band, whatever you want, we'll have it basically. That's awesome. Yeah, it should be fun. It's just in the logistics planning, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So, Heard a part, lot of cats. Where's my yeah, invitation, Kobe? Exactly. You're welcome to come. <laughs> I can probably hook I you up. I can ticket. get, your, I can get yeah. you a discount code. There's the rub. Yeah. I'd Where's... ask. Hey, dude, someone's got to ask. Uh, Absolutely. It's going to be me. Make him say no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I've also been on your Facebook. I've been seeing a lot of woodworking stuff. What's what's that all about? Yeah, just if you spend all day talking about computers and playing on computers, sometimes when I get home, I don't want to actually get back on a computer. So no. I've, been, I've been trying to find other different ways to relax recently. So mostly it's been making bows because they're a super precision, meticulous thing to work on, which I enjoy. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're looking cool. Yeah, I thought you been... just—I thought you just like splinters. No, I actually—I'm pretty good about not giving myself splinters. Do you actually shoot the bows as well, or do you just make them and give them to other people to shoot? No, I shoot them. I okay, shoot, I shoot pretty frequently. Um, you know, there's a there's a really nice indoor range about 45 minutes from my house that we go to. <laughs> I then, sorry, I've got to say, I have the worst image in my head. I just have you making this bow that takes days and days and days, and then you said <laughs> shoot it. So you just take it outside, just pull out a shotgun and go, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway. No. Wait, so why, why do you need to go to a range for a bow? Can't you go anywhere to shoot a bow? Uh, yeah, you can. Um, but it's nice having the indoor range if you're working on getting stuff sighted in or getting on competition. Like I, I really like the Olympic style archery stuff. You've got, you know, good solid range sets. You've got good, like, it's just more, Controlled, I guess. Yeah, it's a better environment for that kind of stuff. It's an that actual thing. If I'm just shooting one of my bows that I've made, I'll just go like to with. There's a you know a field not too far from my house with a good back um, backstop backstop. So it's pretty easy, and that's you know if I'm not using sights or any like anything like that, don't want to get all kitted out. I'll just do that. But if I want to actually go and practice, I'll go to an actual range. Generally, my college roommate was a bow hunter. 
And it was awesome because we got venison periodically throughout the year whenever he would come back from but I don't know when the deer season is, but it's we would always fall. have yeah, we would we would we would he would come back from vacations and with all this meat and be like, Yes. That's my my goal this year is to actually take down a deer with a bow I made. That so, would be pretty braggable. So that that's be... that's what the goal is. I've you know, I've, I've never bow hunted before, but it should be fun. Yeah. So Colby and Chris, I have to apologize on behalf of Australia. Um, I watched BattleBots yesterday. Okay. And Australia, first representation in the tournament and got smashed. They got Absolutely smashed? Absolutely smashed. And um, I was talking to Colby. I was, going, I was trying to tell him I had a surprise to talk about. This was it, Colby. But uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to watch. The new season of that started. Have you yeah, the second season just started. Yeah. I have not. I watched the, all of last season. Last season, the first season of the reboot, and I've watched a lot of the like making of BattleBots videos that have been coming out over the past couple of weeks, and like tested and stuff like that. But no, I haven't seen it. I love that stuff. I like yeah. building robots and stuff. But well, yeah, Adam Savage was the guest judge, so yeah, so he yeah, was definitely involved. So I have to ask, with the new, because with old BattleBots, it used to be you just built a robot with the lowest center of gravity and tried to tip over the other robot. Is that still the case? They're still, or do they it, have more? That's a viable tactic. I'm not sure it's the best tactic, but it's pretty consistent. There was yeah. a lot of different designs that I saw yesterday. There was everything from piercers, hammers, uh, vertical spinners, horizontal spinners, full body spinners. Yeah, flamethrowers. I would have to say though, most flamethrowers are highly ineffective in a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. There was um, one. There was a flamethrower mounted on a quad. Really? <laughs> well, they, they had the most effective flamethrower. They actually said in the show yesterday it was the most effective flamethrower they'd ever seen. And it was called um, something Control, the name of the robot. And it basically picked up the, the, the other bot and could carry it around in a claw on top of itself. And it was literally just had like a Bunsen burner shooting into the the actual bot. And it was, I yeah, can imagine it, that would really mess up another robot. Oh, it, it did. It was, it had oil burning out of it and everything. It was crazy. So you just need a like high voltage electrical current, like a plasma cutter on the tip. Yeah. That I would... don't know. If, I don't know if it was a plasma cutter. I think he called it a, a propane. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. But it was a blue flame. You need so it was pretty hot. compressed air. But yeah, I enjoyed that. Other than I'm that. Actually, I'm actually intrigued by that. Really? I'm coming to the end of a show right now and I need, Something else to distract me. I might actually get into BattleBots. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's good if you've got that uh, creative bug. Like, you know, Colby likes to make stuff. That, mm-hmm. that that inventive vibe. If you've got that, you'll really enjoy it. And that's why I enjoy it. Because I, I, I could see myself sitting there building a robot. And, uh, yeah, I don't really have that bug. But I think I'd still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can also just... Anybody can enjoy trashy action yeah, and, robo- like, and robots beating the snot out of each if other. If you like yeah. WWE, as an example, you would love BattleBots. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's less you know, soap opera-y than WWE, but yeah. Well, one of, the, one of the presenters is from, um, I think he's from that. He's oh, from really? the UWE. Yeah, he's, um, they, they mentioned it at the start of the show. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So... Yeah, other than that, uh, I've been playing a fair bit of Overwatch, uh, still playing Ark, uh, still playing Heroes. Did you go back to your server, the server that you quit in a huff? I did. Now, there's been oh, a you came back with in. your tail between your no, legs. No, 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 we, there was a server wipe. 
I knew it was coming, so I just waited. Uh. Um, they've added some new biodomes and stuff, and they actually optimized the game a little bit, got a 33% uh, performance increase. So, yeah, it's wow. made a huge difference. Um, and I reckon there'll be a lot of happy people out there because it's always been slightly a little bit buggy and glitchy because they they always said they're not going to start optimizing it to just before release. So, mm-hmm. obviously, release is probably on the card sometime between now and the end of the year, hopefully. have to wait and see. Yeah, but um, I've been enjoying Overwatch. Uh, way too much money on crates. <laughs> really? You spent money on crates? Yeah, I spent about 120 Australian, so... Uh, I brought, wow. brought, uh, brought 100 crates, so... Yeah, what was your um, best legendary skin? Sorry? Do you have any legendary skins? I got lots of them. I got one for oh. almost everyone. Um, Look at you. Uh, the thing that shits me is duplicates. When you spend money on crates and you get duplicates, it, it kind of pisses me off. Like, uh, put it this way, the second set of 50 crates I brought, there are only three that didn't have a duplicate in them. Ouch. So what happens so, if you get a duplicate? I haven't bought it. Oh, just cashes it out. They just cash you out to credits, but like, it, if you were to buy it, say it cost you 250 credits to buy it, they'll only give you like 15 credits for it. So it's like, you it's know. Like it's, the, it's like dusting it in Hearthstone. I see. Okay. That still sucks. Yeah, oh, it, it sucks suck. big time. I reckon if you're spending money, there should be no duplicates, but that's just my personal opinion. But Blizzard will disagree because they love money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they're doing and a pretty good job. And they've made a whole bunch of it with both Overwatch and uh, Hearthstone, which is kind of on the same model. Uh, and Heroes and Diablo. They make money out of the whole shebang. Because that's yeah. what they're, they're into. They're into making money, apparently. Not video games money. Anyway. Well, they do a good job at both, so they can keep going. Yeah. Other than that, I've I, uh, been doing a lot. I did buy some extra ships, which I'll talk about a little bit later. What about yourself, Chris? Still oh, moving? man. Yeah, still moving, still getting all that business ready. Um, yeah, just trying to juggle work and transitioning to a new city. We bought a house. I don't know. Last time we recorded, we had not bought a house yet. So no. Yeah, so we went up to North Carolina where I'm going to law school and looked at 12 houses in one day and bought one wow. the next day. So that's exciting. 12 in one day. Twelve in a that, day. Was that like six hours? Like you managed to oh, get it was, one it half was, an hour? Or? It was like about ten hours. It was a long oh, day. That would have been a yeah. long but day. Looking at houses takes just an absurdly long time. But yeah. yeah, but that was good. We 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 were glad that we had seen we saw a bunch of them and we picked one that we really liked. So that's exciting. Now and, I, I I don't know if I'm treading on feet here, but I think you got a really good deal on the house as an Australian. Yeah, you got a really good deal in that house. Well, even going from here in Georgia, where where I live in Augusta, Georgia, housing prices are skyrocketing because of all the because of a whole bunch of a whole bunch of different factors. But like I said, our house sold in twenty two hours, and the house we bought is a great house for a good price, and it had been sitting on the market for like nine months, and so. Hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy different areas that you live, and then like Colby lives in D.C. and the house that we bought would have cost probably yeah. five hundred grand in D.C., which yeah. we did not pay five that to much. Six hundred, oh, so, pretty easily. I can relate to it being in Australia as well because I know where I live in Tassie, houses are a lot cheaper than say in Sydney. Like, in oh, Sydney, yeah, they go into the that. millions, and then because uh, all the Chinese here, Chinese expats buying everything, kind of. 
Well, the last um, the last house boom, I guess you could call it. There were there were f- five bedroom houses in Tasmania going for fifty thousand dollars Australian. So to put that in perspective, you're wow. talking about thirty five thousand American, which is yeah. nothing. It's peanuts. That's why my parents so, paid for their first house in nineteen ninety two. Because nobody mm. wants to live in Tasmania. <laughs> it was four hundred and seventy square feet outside of Chicago. All right, before this turns into the real estate podcast, let's move on. Yes, let's move on. So, Star Citizen—that's a game. It's a game yeah. that we've been paying attention to. We got stuff to talk about. Just, so, finally, that's all I yeah, can say. I know. It's, it's so dry. Well, hopefully, next week we're going to have some cool stuff to talk about. Let's go ahead and push that push that up on the list. Let's talk about the speculation. Yeah. So it's happening. Yeah. Apparently, there's some surprise coming this week. Yeah. And um, uh, one of someone's posted on the Reddit uh, speculating. And I happen to kind of agree with him uh, that he thinks that it might be Star Marine that's coming. Um, and so, what what are the facts? Tell me the well, there's, facts. There's only there's only two facts. Uh, one is that someone posted on Twitter, and this is one of the developers posted a, fi- a picture of new Star Marines, or I don't know if they're Star Marines, but uh, of Marines from Star Citizen with guns in a picture that we haven't seen before, and then. On uh, 10 for the Chairman, uh, Chris was back, which was good because he's been gone for a long time. And he was kind of verily cockily talking about, you know, when some implications that heavily point to Star Marine about stuff that was dead, that, that, you know, may come back, blah, blah, blah. And just the way he was talking, uh, it, it kind of lays credence to this. So, And we know there's something coming. And he, he was talking about how he's a big Battlefield guy and, and, and stuff like that. So... You know, just to, you'd have to go watch the episode, but uh, if you yeah, if you go watch the episode, you'll see that it kind of does point towards it as well. Yeah, but uh, what do you guys think? Well, so what does that mean? If it is Star Marine, does that mean we're going to just have another selection there that we can drop into a death match? What th- I like, think I think because I'd be down with be. that honestly. Like that yeah, would I, be pretty cool. I think that's yeah. what I think that's what people are calling Star Marine. It may be something where there's like a sim pod you go into. And then another all... another sim pod. Well, it actually it could be the is the same sim pod. True. It actually is already in the sim pod. Like if you go in there, it's still got the option, but it's great. That out, is true. Remember? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. I remember that. Now you could go to Arena Commander. You could race. You could do free flight, and then there was Star Marine right there. So that would be pretty straightforward. Yeah, I would like that a lot. Actually, um, I'm I'm not expecting any game modes specifically off the bat when we get it. I'm assuming it'll be like team deathmatch, or it might even be one one v one, but. Or not 1v1, but like free-for-all. Free for all. Yeah. Um, I would prefer Team Deathmatch or like Capture the Point or like Capture the Flag. What was the, cool what was the one do, you though? guys played when you went to PAX like two years ago? That the, was the ball. The, the ball. The one. Ender's, Ender's game. Game. Yeah. game. Yeah. So that might be in there as well. The other thing I was going to say really quickly was if you've been watching a lot of the ATVs, uh, Frankfurt have been probably for the last oh, almost six months talking about how they've been making lots of new weapons. True. And they're not, and they've specifically mentioned their first-person shooter weapons. So there's a lot of stuff possibly leading to. The, the, I think this has got a lot of credence. Not saying it it is the surprise, but uh, it could well be. I think that they are going to be releasing the boom slang. I don't know if you all remember that from Next Great Starship, but it yeah. was the uh, the runner-up. That's mm. what I'm saying. I really boom slang, four hundred dollars, <laughs> LTI. Double double LTI. Ooh. They're doing. They're releasing an even better version of LTI. 
for some reason the ship can never die at all (laughs) yeah indestructible yeah you just have to pay you you pay a subscription 20 bucks a month and your ship is invincible Uh, you heard it here first folks yeah pay to win yeah You don't like people, do you? <laughs> I hate it. Start I hate, the world on fire. I hate everyone. Uh, so, but no, but that that will be interesting. I'm looking for. We might, we might have to push out an early show next week. Um, oh, break from our every other week schedule if well, it's, it's sufficiently interesting. Yeah, it's just, um, there hasn't been a lot of news though. That's not I our know. fault. Like, if there was news to report, I'd be happy to do so. It's just <laughs> I, that's just something I actually want to talk about really quickly, and I know it's not in the show notes, but. Uh, I guess what you'd call it is torrent versus trickle. Would you guys rather they hold it all back and release it in one big torrent, or would you rather the slow trickle that we've had from previous years? I personally, I like the slow kind of trickle enough to keep everybody interested and exciting. That there's always something new to talk about. Um, the torrent stuff I mean, that can be fine though. It's not a big deal. Um, I'm just personally diametrically opposed to them holding content that the, that's you know content complete just yeah. for events and everything i think well, they should just kind of let it when once they're happy with it they just send it out to the world if you love something let it go <laughs> what about you chris i don't know so in the vast majority of situations i say trickle i like getting new new stuff all the time and like colby said it keeps you interested Except for when a game is in development for five plus years. Hmm. At that point, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just my issue with, with games taking super long, but the trickle's not going to keep everybody interested for that long. So you have to I, I don't you have to come up with a different way or something. Yeah. I don't I don't know. The tor- the torrent the, the big big news drops are not particularly interesting for me unless they are scheduled and the schedule is kept to. If they yeah. have a schedule like like once a month on the fifteenth, we are going to do a huge thing that you can look forward to every month and we're gonna hit it and it's gonna be interesting and cool. I would be fine with that. But otherwise, just keep us updated as stuff comes. But that doesn't really work for Star Citizen because it's such a big game and it's taking so long. Yeah. I, 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 I've got two points that you've just reminded me about. First is, yeah, I think this game is going to take a long time because of how complex it is. And I prefer the trickle because it does keep me interested. Um, there is a, a record number of people at the moment because of how stagnant the news is. Like, they're leaving. That like there were a lot of posts over the last couple of months. I don't know if you've seen it where they're saying, oh, yeah, oh, I'm, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave, and I'll, I'll come back in a I'll year's see you time. Back. I'll see you in a year. See you later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that type of stuff. And the other thing that I've just uh, remembered is they were talking about they're doing a huge redo of ATV. So they're gonna, they're kind of. I've heard all these comments about how people don't like a lot of the segments on the shows and blah, blah, now blah. Now Sandy's Facebook page is more interesting than ATV That's most the, of the time. Yep, yep. Yeah. So they actually do read Reddit. They do <laughs> look up on this stuff and, yeah. I think it's going to be really rather interesting to see what comes out of this and see what their response is because it's going to... I think it's going to... Uh, I don't... Not, make or break's not the right term, but... Uh, you know, it's going to show uh, their quality, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Uh, yeah. How, how do they, what's their game face, so to speak? 
Anyway, let's, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next thing, which was somebody we've been, people have been doing some data mining and have gotten some three D models for what they believe to be the Kilrathi from the game files, which is pretty cool. The the actual if you go on the subreddit and search for Kilrathi or whatever, you can see the stuff. If we remember, we'll put links in the show notes. But it looks kind of rough. It's definitely not optimized. It doesn't look nearly as good as the human models. But it's cool that they're actually starting to model and rig all the aliens now. I think it's high time. It, I mean, once once we get our female model, then we can start getting some some aliens hanging out in yeah. our, our corp, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Uh, also, if it is Kilrathi, it could be like um, a really early model that they did a like long time ago one. that's still in there. Or it could be just something that they've put in as an Easter egg. You know it, that they're going to put in the game for mm-hmm. you know shits and giggles. So it, you know there are animations in that for it though. So you know it, yeah. it's got some credence, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, yeah. Other than that, the dragonfly <laughs> that is our next big topic. So the dragonfly, the, the dragonfly was released. It was it was kind of a big like a big news drop. Like we were saying, we didn't have any images of it. We didn't really know that much about it. And then bam, here it is for sale. Thirty five bucks. You can get your space motorcycle. Now, hmm. there was a lot of talk initially about it being kind of an Iron Man suit, just kind yeah. of a one man, one man thing, a little runabout. And it didn't end up being that way. It's big. It's actually yeah. really big. I mean, it's, it's like the speeder bikes on the Forest of Endor. Yeah. But, I would have... but it's considerably bigger than that, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's got two, it's a two seater. Yeah. One person facing backwards, which I don't really understand why. It's like a two-person jet ski, but bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. I think it looks really cool. It looks very Drake, especially yep. once you go through all the... Because they, they did a release of all their concept imagery of them working through it, and you can see them focusing in on that manufacturer's look. Yeah. That, that, yeah, if you look at some of the early concept art that I showed you guys before the show, um, some of the versions of it were really cool, but you can see why they've gone away from it, because it's not Drake enough. It's almost alien-esque, some of the stuff. But yeah, so they released two colors, which I think is kind of weird, but you can get a yellow one or a black one. Is is the yellow one limited edition to it is. the... Okay, so you... So that doesn't make any sense to me because we're going to be able to paint our ships and their ship skins. So does that mean that you will never be able to paint your dragonfly yellow? Or maybe think, it's just... I think that might be the case. You, you can paint it any other color, you just can't paint it yellow. <laughs> and I kind of think out there on the spectrum of colors and yellow is not a high choice. So That's true. Yeah. But but that that that's, that will be... Interesting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if people are thinking that far ahead yet. But yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, I'm not. I'm not an army professional like yourself. But you know, being in space and thinking about the color space, I'm somehow thinking black would be a better alternative anyway. But But not if if you want to show off. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. This this isn't a combat ship. It's a space motorcycle. The whole point of motorcycles is to have people look at you and think you're kind of cool, but also kind of an asshole. Well, well, in that case, I wanted to... (laughs) That kind of represents me. (laughs) Colby, that exactly is my feelings for you. Kind of cool, but kind of an asshole. (laughs) Oh, in that case, it will make it rainbow colors that, that animate... 
Uh, yeah. Flash and neon lights. But uh... there was a. Uh, I was driving up to a meeting the other day. There was a Lamborghini Aventador with like three state troopers behind it, and I was like, "Oh, you probably earned it." <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for him for just a second, and then I realized I was driving a company vehicle. I was like, "Ah, screw that yeah. guy." But yeah, so I think it's. I we still don't know why it's in the game. The dragon. I mean, it doesn't have. A jump drive. It let's doesn't talk, have. Let's talk about that then. Yeah, because I, I think it, I think it's actually really cool. If you don't know, you haven't been reading, sir. Um, so if tell you can me. go on the ground and go really, really fast. Um, it's our first kind of ground vehicle, other than the Grey Cat and the uh, God. I can't think of the name, but it comes the exploration out exploration truck. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Ursa, maybe I don't remember. I can't remember what's called. Yeah, Rover, Rover. That's what's called. So this one's more designed for travel, and it's also you you can't fly it into space because you'll burn up because there's no canopy. But you can take it with you on a ship into space, and I could see it being really useful because they've also um, in the, one of the Q and A sessions they were talking about uh, making a little weapon, or I guess it's not a weapon, but a utility tool where the driver could use a, a one-handed tractor beam, so he could actually pull stuff towards him or, or stuff behind him with it. Okay. Uh, so I thought that'd be really interesting. So if you were doing really delicate mining or there's a really interesting resource or you're doing some s- salvaging for like really important stuff, you can fly up close and he can pull it towards him. So it kind of it's kind of like more closer to EVAing but like an EVA vehicle is the way I see it. So, you know, you instead of just going out in your suit and taking a long time to get there if you're in a really big ship, you can go on this and fly in closer, get it get what you need and get out basically so it's it's definitely much an a to b vehicle though uh it's not designed for long range because if you're in space you have to rely on the oxygen in your suit it doesn't give you extra oxygen or anything and the same thing on the planet like you might be on a planet that actually is not breathable uh so it it just extends your range of your eva basically because you can travel faster okay I'll, we'll see. I'm reserving judgment at this point. It looks cool. I like the fact that it exists, but I don't see. I still don't see the point in real in real terms. But I think that I think I trust CIG. They'll they'll make it work. All right, did you, uh, so. I'm going to take from your deme- demeanor. You didn't buy one. Oh, I did buy one for the giveaway that we haven't talked about, but yeah, we were going to be giving one away at the end of this episode. So I bought one and I'm going to promptly give it away. How about you? You buy one? Yeah, I bought one. I'm does it come with LTI? Yeah, it does come with LTI. But you can CCU it to something ridiculous at the cost of thousand dollars. Well, our, our winner of the Dragonfly could do that if they wanted. That's to. true. They could. Yeah. They should. But you, you don't agree in LTI. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I thought LTI would be good on a vehicle like that because it, it, I think it's going to be one of those vehicles that is expendable. Like it, you it know, gets blown up a lot. Um, possibly, possibly. Yeah. But I do like the two seater effect on it too, and they've actually stated in the Q and A that you can replace the second seat with the half a C C. Uh, half, what do you call it? CCU or half a unit of cargo. Oh, okay. so it nat- naturally has a zero point five level of cargo. It's got two saddles that are at 2.5. Okay. But you can switch out the seat and put another half a unit of cargo in. So the whole it can only carry one unit of cargo, but it's split into three different containers. So you, you won't be able to pick up big like big items, but you'll yeah. be able to get some smalls and mediums. Yeah. So. 
Which which will be useful because you'll need tools like uh, the from uh, aforementioned uh, tractor beam gun that they're inventing, and maybe you actually need a gun as well. So, especially if you're being whenever, chased. Whenever I go grocery shopping on my motorcycle, I tend to just get one pack of protein bars, and that basically fills up the entire area. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. I'm trying to look at the reference to the dragonfly there, but I'm not saying it. But anyway, yeah, grocery shopping on a motorcycle. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty hard to carry stuff. Like, for instance, I can't carry a gallon of milk. But carry <laughs> if they put a supermarket shopping in Star Citizen, I am going to be distressed. No. Yeah, it really right. to eat, man. So, our final topic for this week is something that I have thought about. I've been thinking about this topic for a lot longer than Star Citizen has existed, honestly. And that is naming your spaceship. Now, naming my spaceship, or my fleet of spaceships in this case, is incredibly important to me. Is, that, is it important to y'all? Is that something that you, that you guys have been thinking about? Julian, is that yeah. important to you? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely. I spent a lot of time thinking and going through names. And yeah, I just... No, I'm never happy with what I want to call it. In the end, <laughs> yeah, basically. I have I have like three or four different naming conventions. How about you, Colby? Is that something that you've thought about that you think is important? Yeah, I love I love the kind of giving ships in real life and in games kind of an identity unto themselves. So naming them is part of a you know, long maritime tradition. I'm happy to continue it in space. This, this was kind of brought to the forefront because I realized one of my favorite science fiction authors is a guy named Ian Banks, and he writes he, he's a, he's really really good. I actually just recommended one of his books to Colby, but he his ships have the best names of anything. Well, so the the, the, the ships in Halo in the Halo games I think have amazing names. And Ian Banks' ships also have amazing names. And I'm not alone because I just realized that Elon Musk... Do you know who Elon Musk is? Yes, of course. Do you know who Elon Musk is, Julian? Uh, the name is familiar, but I can't place He's it. He's the, the South African billionaire who owns Tesla and SpaceX. I was going to sound weird, but I read something about his divorce. But anyway, continue... <laughs> Are you talking so, about their their drone ship? The drone ships. Of course, I still love you. Of course, I still. Uh, so, so Elon Musk named his drone ships that he uses in SpaceX using Ian Banks's ship names. Uh, what are they? Uh, of course, I still love you. And just read the instructions. Those are the two names of his ships. And. Just just going down the list of Ian Banks's ship names, I just want to steal them all. But like a series of unlikely explanations, big sexy beast, excuses and accusations, all this stuff. And it's just the idea of giving a coherent list of names to a fleet of ships is very attractive to me. So I don't I'm vaguely reticent to actually tell you guys what I'm going to name my ships just in case somebody steals it. Do you guys feel the same way? Not really. I mean, no, you there don't. are a few 
there are a few kind of ships that I would there's a few names of like really famous ships that I've liked throughout history that I would probably just copy, I feel like. Well I don't know. Something see. like, you know, the Mary Rose or I don't know. The Agincourt, HMS Agincourt. Okay, so you go British. Mm. Yeah. I like I like I'm really kind of a big nerd on like British World War One history stuff, so yeah. I like all of that. It, to me, it'll just depend on whether they make names for ships exclusive. So if you call yours Banana One as an example, uh, then someone else can't call it Banana One. I can't imagine that they'll do that. I think that they have to make it so you can name your ships. Can I name my ship Dr. Boom? Dr. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. <laughs> Dr. Seven? Dr. Wynn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> RNG, please. Uh, it also very much depends for me, at least, on how long the field is that you can type in, because my <laughs> oh my, my god, because so in in Ian Banks's novels, all of his all of the spaceships name themselves because they all have AIs that name. So they build the ship, they put the AI in, and then the AI names itself and the ship. And my very favorite one is. Uh, Mistake not my current state of joshing gentle peevishness for the awesome <laughs> and terrible majesty of the towering seas of ire that are themselves the mere milk toast shallows fringing my vast oceans of wrath. What? <laughs> <And> if, That's <laughs> awesome. It's so good. I don't know like this. Obviously, they never put in uh, a names a short thing. Um, yeah. The thing I was going to say also, too, is I think it's not just the length of the field of the box, but in your case now, I'm thinking it's the length of the ship. Uh... <laughs> oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Is it painted on the outside? Yeah, well, that, that's I what read, they're talking about. It, it better be, because, yeah, that's awesome. It'll just have to wrap around. Yeah. Or just be multi-layered. Like, that'll be, like, just a skin that goes right around the ship. <laughs> the it's thing. just very small font. There's poor, so, poor so many Laura. cool ship names throughout history. Like, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, there's I, there's a ton of really, really cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, um, well, you, you know how you went World War One, Colby, and he's kind of gone, I don't know. I don't know like what, super future craziness. Super, yeah, super future craziness. I, m- mine is more like, like a subtle off-roll version. So, uh, kind of like, you know how they're called Aegis ships are designed off the Greek word for shield or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm more likely to name mine something like that, and I can't really think of one off the top of my head, so like, if it was like a retaliator, I might call it the torpedo or something like that, and that's a really bad name, by the way. I'm just checking it out there so you get what I'm talking about. I'm mm-hmm. more likely to name it along the line of its role, but in a, a different language or something like that, so um, yeah, if it was a mining ship, I'd, you know... I don't know what I'd call it. I've, again, I've sat here for hours and hours and hours, and I'm not happy with any of the names I come up with. Yeah, there's. I really like the um, like the super dreadnought class from World War One. So I would probably start my fleet after those, and then go from there. Actually, that's a good name, the y- Yamoto. Yeah. The Yamoto. <laughs> do you know? Very do you know Starcraft. The Yamoto Colby. The Yamoto no, cannon no, no. from. No, no, it's it's yeah, it's been reused, but it was actually a ship from World War Two called the Yamoto, and it was a Japanese dreadnought that they basically sent out, and it got devastated. Like they they kept them right. They had these really huge, massive, like oh, huge, like some of the biggest battleships yeah, ever. Yeah, these are fifteen-inch guns on the ships, and 
and, and instead of sending them into normal battles with other ships, they held them back until they thought they absolutely needed them. But then when they sent them out, they sent them out on their own, so they just got totally decimated. But yeah, and the Yamoto was the first one that got destroyed, and I think they ended up beaching it and using it like artillery guns just off the beach. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like Sorry. the uh, HMS Audacious and War Spike. <laughs> That's not too bad. Audacious is just a good name for a ship. Mm, yeah, that's very good. Well, we know the Reliance a good name because they took it from Star <laughs> Star Trek and they put it into one of their own ships in this game. So, yeah, and that's so along is, the same lines as. Do you have uh, another Audacious. favorite name, Chris? That's more reasonable length. That is not based off a Ian Binks novel. Oh my gosh, so so many. So I I halfway want to name all my ships after various cultures magic users so you have like the skinwalker yeah that's pretty cool like all that kind of like wizard warlock skinwalker yeah merlin like that kind of stuff some some of those are already taken by star citizen itself really um i mean like the warlock like the warlock variant for for the uh i i i want to borrow that skinwalker one for my buccaneer (laughs) <laughs> really, really good for a buccaneer. Um, what, what if you just named all of your ships after the people's call signs in Top Gun? <laughs> Viper, Iceman, Goose. <laughs> Come on, yeah, that, pretty good. Uh, that totally works. And then I also I have Maverick, Mer- Merlin. There's so many good ones. I've had the list of uh, aimed, of different angels in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh wow, yeah. So yeah, like too. the Solar, the Deva, like all the different angels in D anD D because they because they have the whole different list of them. Are, they're all super awesome. Uh, like the, well, the Celestials, I guess, is what they're called. Mm. I've got another obvious one. What about ships from Star Trek? Ships from Star Trek, so like uh, Ticonderoga and stuff like that. Yeah, that would work. I mean, I just I've always been disappointed with stupid ship names. Like, oh, good, we're naming another ship after Bush. Hey, Yay. you can do what they did in the UK, and they can call a vote. Did you hear about this? This happened yes. a couple of months back. The Bodie McBoatface. Yes, yeah, and, <laughs> and the number one was Bodie McBoatface. So their new ice—it's like an ice breaker no, designed they didn't to go do down it. They, they did it for it. a period of time and then changed it. They didn't oh, do it. So they, they, so they what named a cop it. Out. So, so the so for the listeners who don't know, the the British Merchant Marine Navy was commissioning a new icebreaker ship and they put an online poll there is their first mistake for to vote on what the ship should be named the winner of the online poll of course was Bodie McBoatface yeah and so they that, that they decided uh, in a very disappointing manner that that could not be the name of the ship so they actually named it after what's the British explorer guy oh um um his, bro- his brother yeah. narrates the planet Earth stuff, I want to say. Yeah, Attenborough. Yeah, so they named it after Attenborough. And so there was immediately a new, <laughs> a new online petition that thousands of people signed to rename Richard Attenborough to Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> <laughs> So that, <laughs> seriously, why can't it be Bodie McBoatface? That, that's because a great the, the, name. The internet is the worst. But it's a and great that's all name. I can think of, like, do you guys remember the like uh, name your do thing they did like four or five years ago? <laughs> yeah, basically. That's, that's the only thing I can remember. Whenever somebody says we named it, like, because the top five were like 
I think the number the winning the winner was like gushing grannies, and Hitler did nothing wrong. Were the top two. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The internet that's is probably the a bit worst. Wrong. You never that, never let the internet touch anything. anything. But seriously, that icebreaker is going to go into you know no one's ever going to know it existed. But if it was called Bodie McBase a hundred years from now, they'd still be talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they don't think ahead. Saying, yeah. Don't let the internet name anything is the is the lesson here. Or just make the internet name everything, so everything's equally terrible. Speaking of names, what do you reckon I should call my dragonfly? Gushing Granny Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You should call your drag you don't even need to, you don't name a motorcycle. Well, you know what? I reckon we should let the audience name one. <laughs> yes. So here we get to the meat of the show. We have a dragonfly to give away. When Julian posts this episode, he will post a link to our Patreon page. Now, you don't need to be, to, to be, a, you don't need to be a patron to enter. However, you go to the Patreon page in the link and leave a comment as to what you think a good name for a dragonfly should be. And Julian will lock in the name that he chooses for his dragonfly from that list, if, if any are sufficiently good. And the winner will get a dragonfly of their own. And I think it's the yellow one. It's Pretty sure about that one. Yeah. yeah. So it's the cool limited edition yellow LTI. dragonfly, LLTI, whatever. Uh, the winner gets a dragonfly <laughs> and he gets to name Julian's dragonfly. Yeah. And I really hope it's like Zoomy McZoom Dick or something. <laughs> Dragon McDick face. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that, man. Because, like, you know, you see that thing coming, you'll be laughing so hard that you get slaughtered. Yeah, exactly. That's the plan. They'll just keep watching until they run into something and die. If if this is good, right, if this actually takes off, I might actually just keep doing votes and get all my ships named this way. (laughs) So we'll see how it goes. Because I've got a whole fleet that needs naming, so, you know. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. So try this as a trial run, and if it works, we'll uh, we'll do it again. I think that kind of wraps up our show this week. I'm such a horrible literature nerd. I'm going to name all of my ships after lines from... T.S. Eliot's The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock, because I'm a giant nerd. But anyway. Never more. Yeah. Never more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, what do, where do we go if we've got faces for radio? I forgot. Oh. So, if you like the show, and if you want to win a dragonfly, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash starsignal. And... Give us a shout out. Give us a few cents an episode. I haven't actually been charging our patrons for the last few episodes just because it's been so hit and miss. I don't, I just don't feel like it's right. But I think now that we're getting back into the schedule, back into the swing of things, I think we can get back into it. But if you want to give us a few bucks, give us a dollar an episode, anything in between to help us out, keep the lights on here in our worldwide podcast empire, we really appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Star Signal Show and on Reddit as well. Wherever we post the stuff, you can go and see what horrible things we type. I think that's, that's it. We have anything that, else? No, do do you type with two fingers, Chris? I do. do. do, do yeah, I figured yes. that, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Tick, 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 tick. But yeah, so I'm Chris Whiskey. I'm Colby the Viking. And I'm Julian Execute. And remember, You can't stop the signal.